The Florida Keys are the southernmost point in the continental United States, and let me tell you, that's where the real Florida man is at. The last housing boom moved a lot of the locals out, but there's still some craziness to be had in the Conch Republic. The Keys were originally inhabited by Native Americans and later charted by Juan Ponce de Leon. De Leon named the island Los Martyrs, the Martyrs, as they look like suffering men from a distance. Key is derived from the Spanish word Cayo, meaning small island. For many years, Key West was the largest town in Florida and it grew on wreck revenues. The isolated outpost was well located for trade with Cuba and the Bahamas and was on the main trade route from New Orleans. Improved navigation though led to fewer shipwrecks and Key West went into a steep decline in the late 19th century. So they've always been pirates down there and I'm here to tell you that that Hemingway pirate vibe is still alive and well. I want to tell you about a trip I took down to the Keys. We can also talk about drinking on the street, sleeping on the sand, and deportation today when we all start joshing around. The Keys were long accessible only by water, but that all changed with the completion of Henry Flagler's Overseas Railway. However, the Labor Day hurricane of 1935 nearly wiped out most of the tracks. They did use that infrastructure, though, to put down the Overseas Bridge, and this is how we traveled from Gainesville all the way down to Key West. But that's kind of a long trip, so we detoured in Miami. We had a friend down there, his name was Mo, and we were going to stay the night at Mo's house before we went all the way down to the Keys. Well, Mo had to work late at night or something, so we decided to go out on our own. We're on our 20s, how bad could this be? Well, the first place we pick inadvertently was a gay bar. No big deal, that can also be some fun. Well, one of my friends went to use the bathroom when he walked in on two men jerking off in front of each other. They looked right at him and then told him, hey, welcome, feel free to watch. At which point he did a hard pivot out told us both we had to leave, and the three of us left the bar immediately. Ended up at a local outback where I found out for the first time that kookaburra wings are delicious. We finally met up with Mo in downtown Miami, and thank God we were back in the care of a local. We really did think that last place was a pool hall, but I guess that wasn't a pool stick on the neon sign. In any event, when you're in your late teens, early 20s in Miami and you see a nice car, apparently the standard joke is to pretend to put your key in it like it's your car. <laughs> the first time it was hilarious. By the fourth Lamborghini, I was really getting tired of this gag. We had a couple drinks and got back to Mo's house. It was his mom's or his grandma's house and it really did look like an old Muslim lady had lived there for years on years on years. Rococo is a word to describe things that are overly ornate and I'd never found a place to use it except there. Interesting backstory on Mo though. For lack of a better term, Mo was my pharmacist in college. He was from Miami by way of Canada, dark-skinned brown Muslim guy, super cool though. Talk like a surfer was like, yeah, check this out, bro. This is going to be amazing, right? Because he's just American like we all are. I'm just pointing out what he looked like because it helps with the backstory. In any event, Mo had a really cool night job that I kind of alluded to, right? But by day, he worked in a lab for the University of Florida taking care of the monkeys they used in experiments. Yeah, apparently Mo had a great relationship with the monkeys. He'd come home in a white lab coat, the whole deal. Really amazing until sometime after our trip to Miami, come to find out Mo got deported back to Canada for too much of that um, pharmacy type activity. Bye Mo. 
I got deported once. That story can stand on its own two legs, so I won't tell it now. But just know I have one in the chamber about the time I got deported from Barbados. Back to this tale, though. In 1982, the United States Border Patrol established a roadblock and inspection point on U.S. Highway 1, stopping all northbound traffic returning from the Keys, looking for illegal drugs and illegal immigrants. The Key West City Council complained repeatedly about the roadblocks, but they weren't being listened to. And that's when the mayor, Dennis Wardlow, and the city council declared independence of the city of Key West, calling it the Conk Republic. After one minute of secession, he as prime minister surrendered to an officer of the Key West Naval Air Station and requested $1 billion in foreign aid. The stunt succeeded in getting a ton of publicity and the United States dropped the roadblock. Hooray for the prime minister of the Conk Republic. We broke through the roadblock and started heading down the Overwater Highway, aka US-1, towards the Conk Republic. Now it is a marathon to get down to Key West, so we stopped at the Key of Marathon for some lunch on the way. Had a gray burger, nothing spectacular, but I gotta say, Marathon is the key that brings back the most memories for me. This is where we went when I was a kid and we stayed here, did all the dolphin shows. I got to ride on a dolphin, I got to pet one, they found a penny using sonar for me glass bottom boats we did it all now dad took me down for just a day trip to key west but like i said we spent most of our time at a motel in marathon this motel is where dad inadvertently left his 38 special you know his handgun in between two mattresses because in the early 80s you always traveled with your handgun but when you slept you kept it in between the mattresses in case an intruder came in so Either some hotelier or a lucky visitor got to find Dad's revolver. Years later? Wow, I hope a kid didn't find that. Come on, Dad, be more responsible. At least my dad was responsible enough to have a hotel reservation. All me and my idiot friends had was my Hyundai Elantra and a tent. And our plan was to sleep on the beach. When we first got down to Key West, we found a cop and we asked him, Officer, is it legal to sleep on the beach? To which he replied, No. In fact, we'll arrest you very quickly. However, the bars close at 4 a.m. The beach is open at 6. Can you make it? Well, the first night we were so excited, the answer was an extreme yes. We filled our backpack full of Myers dark rum, orange juice, and a Tupperware full of ice because, at least at the time, there were no open container laws in Key West. You could drink anywhere, and you could even bring in your own drinks to bars everywhere. So that's exactly what we did. I remember reveling on the streets that first night until we walked into one bar where all the bartenders were topless. Hey, guys. And there was another guy sitting completely naked on a bar stool. Apparently, it was the naked bar. Well, we're out of here. We'll go get naked somewhere else. I absolutely love drinking on the streets. Something about when a municipality clears out all the cars, and this happens every day, every week on Duval Street in Key West. Here in my area, there's a couple of Friday fests at various small towns, and they do just shut it all down, bring out some kettle corn, and let you just throw back some solo cups on the streets. Thanks, Mr. Mayor. I appreciate it and drink on the streets we did. We tore down that whole bottle of Myers, had to make a run to the liquor store the next day for more. But not before we closed down the bar at four, reveled on the streets for another two hours more, and then popped our tent promptly at 6 a.m. We woke up around noon with the best spot on Key West's small beach. Oh, we spent the rest of the day staring out at the sea, smoking screens on that tent like it was a teepee. Yeah. 
Oh, what a good day. Took a trip to the liquor store. Now we were ready to do it all over again for New Year's Eve 2001. I was doing some light reading recently, and it turns out Key West is one of the cities that tries to arrest homeless people for sleeping in public places like the beach and then give them a one-way ticket out of town under the guise that they never show up again. Luckily, that didn't happen to us. The first night, like I said, it was tent, sleep, beach, repeat. Made a run to the liquor store, got some New Year's Eve champagne for the backpack, and we were ready to hit Duval Street again. Now, New Year's Eve, the streets were even crazier than the night before, and we were a little more run down, you know, full of energy and excitement, anticipation for that first night. The second night, we're just trying to make it to midnight. I got to witness something I'm kind of ashamed of. An older man and his son started to yell at us for whatever reason, I don't know, drunk on a crowded street, when one of the guys I was with pretended to have a gun and they backed off real quick. Look, I never carry heat. This guy certainly doesn't either, but at least I got to see that one time what it's like when either side thinks that you do. I don't recommend it. In any event, gosh, we partied so hard until about 1 or 2 a.m. when we just hit the wall. There was no more party left in this boy. I demanded we just park the Hyundai right next to the beach and try to sleep it off until the sun penetrated the car and woke us up. Pop the tent in the morning, I thought. No problem. We had fun. Let's go do it. Everyone agreed. We parked the car right next to the beach where we slept the night before. Simple enough, right? We piled in the Hyundai and parked by the beach, tried to get some sleep. Sometime between passing out and sunrise, I guess I decided I needed to stretch my legs, go to the bathroom, or who knows what. Vaguely remember opening the door, and then that's pretty much it, until somebody snapped me out of it a while later when they said, hey man, you got any cocaine? Cocaine, I said. It's two in the morning, what do you need that for? Oh, Holmes, it's after four. What? Where am I? What? What's going on? I looked around, there was no beach in sight. I didn't recognize anything. I was in some residential neighborhood, God knows where. I've been to the Keys a few times. I've been to Key West once or twice, but I don't know anything. So I just start walking and walking and walking. Gosh, I wish I could get back to the car. Gosh, I wish I could go to sleep. Will this ever end? At this point, I'm really not sure. So now I'm aimlessly wandering Key West. I don't have my bearings about me. I'm still pretty intoxicated. And I've even led myself astray, thinking my car's in a neighborhood somewhere. So as I'm looking for it, I stumble across a beautiful Airstream trailer with the door open. I poke my head in just to see what's going on when 14 cat eyes stare back at me. These seven cats look like they own the Airstream, so I got out fast. And I just kept wandering around Key West. I made it all the way back downtown, across the island completely to the historic seaport, back near Hemingway's, down Duval. I walked all the way around this island. At one point I was near the cemetery wishing I could find the airstream full of cats again. Even with my allergies, I was gonna, I was gonna risk it. I really was. I made it back, back near Duval, over across Truman, near the southernmost point in the continental United States when the sun started to rise and I just didn't have the energy. I collapsed right at South Beach, woke up about 10.30, that's how tired I was. I, I slept through a hot sun and arose with people playing volleyball all around me. That was about the time I realized I had a cell phone on me. So I used my old brick Nokia to call my buddies who were literally like three blocks away. 
they had already set up the tent. They were having a great time, except for the fact that, you know, they might have lost their friend forever. And after hearing the story, it's obvious I have a problem. Listen, it's nearly 20 years later. A lot of things can change. Check out at MLB Realtor on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see the actual map of me wandering around Key West. It's a good time, I promise. At MLB Realtor, Twitter, Instagram, I promise you'll get another good laugh at my expense. I love telling this story, even though I am a little embarrassed by telling this story. Please do visit Key West when you're there. Check out Mallory Square, Duval Street. You can see the Winter White House and even see the volleyball courts where I went to sleep. That's right. It was a great story of us getting there slow and taking things fast. <laughs> you know where. And I'll keep holding it down as your favorite Florida man. See you next time when we all start joshing around.